Welcome to Our Next Existence by Katie and the Chorus. I'm Katie, former technology strategist turned reluctant spiritual medium, and I channel messages from the Chorus, a group of beings just beyond our sensory perceptions who are loving, expansive, and who greatly enjoy sharing their perspective of us. Join us each week as we share and discuss their ideas about humanity's existence, purpose, and future. Concepts you can draw from to accelerate your path, expand your perceptions, and ultimately step into the flow of the universe and your life. I got a new mic set up. It even comes with one of those screens to catch my pop sounds, my peas which for the first several days I called a pee trap, but it's not. It's a pop filter. A pee trap is something for a bathroom, not a podcast. Pro tip. Pro pro. All right, Katie, get on with it. So have you ever had a moment where you realized that your mind was ruminating on something obsessively? Like a dog with a bone, it just would not stop. You might be obsessing over flooring that you need to pick for your house. You might be obsessing over a conversation or an argument that you had with someone. You might be ruminating on something that you did, maybe you wish you hadn't done. And do you ever kind of pull up in the middle of it and be like, man, what is that? Why won't it just stop? And sometimes we even try to make it stop, right? We distract ourselves or, you know, try to move on from it. And then you finally quiet down again, like you go to bed and you lay down. And then, gotcha, it's there. (laughs) It starts all over again. Yes, that's real. That's a thing. It's a thing intimately related to our existence here. Last week, the chorus opened with the topic of consciousness because they're laying the foundational level, which is talking about you, the being that you are, that I am, that we all are. That thing that we are is what they call consciousness. It's us. And they said, you're an infinite being. And so you can expand infinitely or you can contract infinitely. And that's what you did here. You contracted your consciousness, meaning you narrowed its focus to a very, very specific frequency. And that frequency is what they call the frequency of disallowance. And in resonating here, what we experience is the perception of disallowance, of rebuffing the perception of new and abundant energy that permeates creation. This week, they expand further on that topic by talking about mind and from their vantage point, what mind is and how it works. This debate is many thousands of years old, actually, among humankind. The idea that we have a thing in us or part of us that thinks and does the thinking. But then there's this part of us that's aware that the thinking is happening. 
that difference between mind and consciousness has been noted by philosophers and teachers and all of us for a really long time. What they will point out is that that distance, that separation, that concept that, hey, there's the thing thinking, but then what's this thing that's noticing the thinking is actually a demonstration of our awakening, which is an expansion from a point of great limitation. In this case, that point of limitation is this frequency and the resulting manifestation of mind. Several thousand years ago, we had already started to awaken in having the experience, the moment of pulling our heads up from the thinking for a second, looking around and saying, hang on, what's this thing that won't stop obsessing over the argument that I had yesterday? Why is it doing that? In the first part of this episode, you'll hear directly from the chorus on this topic. And in the latter part, we'll sit around and sort of discuss what it means and allow it to integrate. I did not have this mic set up when I recorded it, so heads up. There are some peas coming your way. Sorry about that. Sorry. So take a deep breath. Breathe it all out. And enjoy a message from the course. like to continue our discussion of consciousness with you, as there is much here to discover. As you are aware, with complicated topics, there are often layers of understanding. As we continue to progress through these layers, you will see, you will connect to, how these new understandings reveal different aspects of yourself. It is these aspects which you are coming to conscious awareness of through awakening. Awakening is what we define as expansion from a point of great limitation. And our beloved ones, you have been at a point of extreme limitation. Though in some ways you are aware of this limitation, for there are days when you wish you could go further without becoming so tired There are days where you are annoyed that you have to stop to eat. There are times when you wish you could run faster or be stronger. In many ways, you are aware of your own limitations. But we would like to suggest to you that those concepts of limitations are part of your limited belief systems. And that when we speak about limitation, we mean something slightly different. As we have mentioned previously, when we call your environment very contrasting, it is because it is in great contrast to our environment, in which all energy is free-flowing. In your environment, in which you have created by way of your choice to resonate with frequencies of limitation, you have created an environment where the perception of new of new and abundant energy 
is limited is transformed into the perception of a limitation, into the perception of a lack. Therefore, what often happens is that humanity takes things that are free-flowing and infinite and flips them around into something that is limiting, lacking, and insufficient. You have done this no more so than with your own consciousness, for your consciousness is but the embodiment, the result, the source, the root point of your perception of the environment in which you exist. Therefore, we would suggest that your consciousness is currently aligned to the limitations of your five senses. When you think with mind and manifest thoughts, currently, those thoughts are the limitation of your consciousness. It is difficult for you to perceive more. It is difficult for you to be aware of more than what your mind is thinking. This relates greatly to the realization you have had in recent epics about the turning activity of mind, that there are times in your days when you wish your mind would just stop mulling over something, obsessing over something, thinking about something. In order to have this perception of what mind does, you must be slightly apart from that. And this is the beginning of your awakening. This is the beginning of the slight expansion of your consciousness beyond the limitations of mind in which you are able to perceive what your mind is doing, and form opinions of it. This gap that has begun between consciousness and the limitations of mind will continue to grow. And as your consciousness expands, you will become aware of other parts of yourself which are also functioning, manifesting, energetically connected, just like mind. These things will be given different names, They will feel different than the activities of mind, but by your growing expanded consciousness, you will be able to recognize the reflections of energy that each of these aspects of yourself hold. Currently, you define mind as that thinking engine of yourselves, which runs the day-to-day business of existence here in the five senses environment. And this is true. However, you will find that as you expand, the functions of mind also evolve. These things are energetic reflections of the chosen frequency of consciousness of all that you are. And this is where we must tell you, beloved ones, that your consciousness is you. It is all that you are. It is all that you can be. It can expand infinitely. It can contract infinitely. And when you are aligned to the furthest frequencies that your consciousness can perceive, you are expanded. When you choose to narrow your consciousness to a very specific frequency, you are, in a sense, limited. Thus, you yourself are not defined by what your mind is capable of doing. It is simply that your consciousness has been aligned, has been bounded, 
in a similar way as mind, which is a manifestation of these limited frequencies. Therefore, the mind is not the culmination of humanity. It is not all that you are capable of. It is simply a reflection of a limited experience, and you have been consciously focused on this experience, and you will consciously expand into an awareness of more of what you are. In so doing, mind will also shift, that is, your expanded frequencies will manifest a very different experience of mind, and your minds will be able to be more fluid, more flexible, more aware of a great many things simultaneously. You will perceive new frequencies. You will be able to encounter more in your environment than you had previously been aware of. These are joyful things, for they are expanded things, and you are expanding into a frequency of love, that is, of allowance. By allowing in greater perceptions of yourselves, you expand in your capacity for love and for light. Thus, what you would say is, my consciousness is expanding beyond the limitations of the current manifestations of mind, we would say, you are an infinite being of infinite energy, and your capacity to experience anything and all things in creation is limitless. And it is this infinite capacity of yourselves that you are expanding into and are coming to know more and more. We love you infinitely and we will be with you soon. started channeling the course, I did not believe that it was real. In fact, I spent most of my time asking myself, am I making this up? Which they thought was hilarious. The reason why they think that's funny is because humans can have an experience, live viscerally an experience, and yet we still have beliefs that would cause us to question whether or not that experience was real. And in their perspective, everything you live is real. There's never anything that's not real. This is a perfect example of one of the ways that humanity has taken something that is free-flowing in the universe and sort of switched it around. From our perspective, there can be ways in which our mind and our perception is fooled, is tricked. 
And there are things that maybe shouldn't have been thought of as real, that maybe we based other decisions upon and it wasn't there. Maybe we had a hallucination. Maybe we had a drug experience. Maybe we had something. And there was an experience in our mind, in our being, somehow it was perceived that we have recall of, but that we would say it's not real. And there are are reasons why we do that. And we'll get to that. But from their perspective, there's never anything that's not real. There's no layer. There's no barriers. There's no differences. There's no, these things are deemed real and these things are deemed not. There's just existence. There's just living what you live and anything you live and anything you experience is. It just is. But as humanity, we have created separations, distinctions, categories, levels of what we deem to be acceptable, perhaps, what we deem to be safe to believe was real. And in so doing, we actually prevent ourselves from adopting and from integrating some of the things that we have started to perceive. This is a perfect function of the limitation that we came here to experience. You can imagine that if humans went in all directions and had all different experiences, the perception of limitation would be drastically different. If you could witness things, beings flying and beings breaking gravitational rules and beings moving in and out of time and beings who live infinitely without food. And do you see, if you could perceive all the infinite possibilities of the infinite universe, your beliefs in the limitation that we created here would be altered. So Apart from asking myself, is this real? Is this, Am I making this up over and over again in the beginning? I decided to run my own experiments and I ran dozens and I would be happy to tell you about them at any point in time. But one of the ways that I tested it was I decided to test my own connection or, or what I wasn't sure if it was a real connection or just voices in my head or some part of my psyche that I wasn't consciously aware of. You see, I was aware of all these potentials and all these possibilities, all these ways that a human can be fooled, that a human mind can be fooled. And I had concerns. I had concerns about trusting these things that they were saying. I had concerns about believing that I might have made contact with something that was beyond sensory perception, doesn't that mean I would be crazy? Let's talk about crazy for a second. (laughs) Let's just jump right in. Because if you're listening to this podcast, I would bet money. I I would bet a pretty large amount of money that you have had some sort of experience in your life that caused you to ask yourself, did that really happen? Am I going crazy? So let's talk about the definition of crazy. From 
a five senses mind-based perspective in the game. Crazy to us means someone who is whoop, whoop, not totally there. It's a cause for rejection, ostensibly, because what we are perceiving is that somebody else is having a perception that is not based in reality. It's a construct of the mind solely. It's a construct of something else, an external factor, an internal factor, an imbalance of brain chemistry, right? Something caused them to experience or perceive something that's not actually, quote unquote, there. And so we typically do not take seriously what that person is talking about because not only have we dismissed the basis that that perception is coming from, but also sometimes it's really hard to connect with a crazy person. They're saying things that are kind of non sequiturs. It's hard to follow along. They're jumping between things. And it's difficult to mentally resonate with what the heck they're talking about. An energetic definition of crazy is is slightly different. An energetic definition looks at the basis of where are we standing in our position looking at that person who's crazy? And energetically, where is that crazy person? And according to the chorus, they have suggested that our definition of reality is really the energetic frequency that we all share as the collective in the game. So we all landed on this frequency of disallowance, of limitation, as they would call it. You and I are here vibrating on the same frequency. And in that shared alignment, in that shared frequency, what we began to develop were shared belief systems. And that transpires today as I walk up in a human body, you walk up in a human body, we both have the same beliefs about body. So we both buy a coffee and we sit down and I sip my coffee in the way that fluid should be taken in and so do you. And so there's on and on and on so many belief systems that hold up the architecture of that conversation so that you and I can focus on that conversation, that experience, how hot the coffee is. You and I are not sitting there questioning the concept of a building, of a sun, of a day passing, of a sky, of the trees outside, of the air we're breathing, of the way our molecules are digesting food. We don't sit there and question consciously the entire architecture. Rather, we're more engrossed in the game itself and the conversation that's happening and what we're about to talk about and what we're about to do next or what we're about to decide, right? We are maybe aware of the noises in the room and the other things happening around us. And that's that's kind of as far as our perspective expands because we're aligned to the experience of the game. Now, are there other frequencies besides this game? Of course, infinite universe. Of course, there's all sorts of ways to experience existence, right? But by virtue of the game, what you and I have agreed to is that there's 
not much else beyond this game. Or until recently, we agreed to that. Now, we're not so sure. Now we have people on our planet who are channeling messages like this. And now we have people who have had miraculous experiences. And now we have people who have all sorts of experiences that can't really be accounted for in a five senses perspective kind of way. And those people and those experiences are slightly off of the frequency of the game. However, as we've just discussed, that game, that structure, that architecture that we all experience existence within is what we define as reality. And so if something comes in from a different frequency, right? We're talking about the energetic basis for this, not quite yet the thought manifestation about it. So if something comes in from a slightly different frequency, it then causes us to feel a difference. And that difference that we perceive manifests as the question of, is that real? Was that real? Was that part of our reality? And the answer is no. (laughs) No, it wasn't part of your reality because you define the reality based on your choice to be here, based on all the belief systems you resonate with. You define all of that as reality. And by definition of this thing coming from a slightly different frequency, it is outside the bounds of that defined reality. Okay, so a crazy person is standing on a slightly different frequency than the frequency of our shared collective, our shared collective belief systems and our shared collective reality. From a different vantage point, let's say from the vantage point of the chorus, do you think the chorus would consider that person crazy? Well, let's think for a second about their belief systems. If the chorus has a slightly more fluid understanding of frequencies, if they are more able to experience different frequencies and allow for that and possibly even allow for the perception of multiple frequencies at once, it is probable that they would see that crazy person as not quote-unquote crazy, but as simply on a different frequency. And they would say, they're on frequency 1,332,000, and I'm over here on frequency 10,000,000. And I see the difference between their frequency and my frequency. But there would be no need to reject that perspective or that frequency because they allow for the idea that there are many different ways to experience energy, to experience existence. And this is their definition of reality. That reality, quite simply, is the way that you perceive energy. So that person over there on that frequency is simply in the midst of a perception of a different wavelength 
And we're over here in our quote-unquote reality, which is simply the perception of this energy over here. So why is it then that when we perceive something coming from a slightly different frequency, we have all of these questions, all of these beliefs about whether or not it's real and whether or not we're quote-unquote crazy? It's because... It is a very important way of maintaining the structure of the game. If you were on your way to that coffee shop with that friend and you are humming along in your experience of the game, don't even know that the game exists, just living a human life fully engrossed, and then you saw a person on the side of the street and that person was levitating, was breaking the rules of gravity, or that person was manifesting all sorts of jewels and gold with a snap of their fingers and totally breaking the rules of energetic exertion here, physical exertion here that we have to do in order to get stuff, right? So so let's say they were on a slightly different frequency and that slightly different frequency manifests as a different existence. We're on a frequency where we can't levitate and we're on a frequency where we can't just create stuff with a snap of our fingers. And let's say that they're slightly different frequency. It could be any number of manifestations, right? Because it's just a slightly different frequency and you perceive that. What would happen to your experience of the game? It would be disrupted. And so if you saw someone who was having a completely different experience than you had in the game, and you were able to perceive that with your five senses, your whole belief system, the whole cranking machine that is giving you the game experience would sort of hit a hiccup. It would sort of go, (laughs) wait a tick. How can I believe that I can't levitate and break the rules of gravity when I am perceiving someone who can? Now, is this already happening? I would suggest that it is. We are perceiving something that we call a UFO phenomenon. Oh my gosh, I said it. We're talking about aliens, episode three. I know we're doing it, but let's talk about it in an energetic way. Okay, so we're a collective We are having a game experience. We're all on the same frequency. We do not perceive anything that's off that frequency or even partially on our frequency. You gotta be 100% in the game for us to perceive you. And we're having a grand old time being limited and having a limited experience. And then at a certain point, we start to expand beyond the frequency of that game. And in that space, And in that distance between those hard set beliefs about what is real and what is not and what is reality and what is not and what is in the game and what is not, between that and our expanded perspective, we allow in for a different frequency, a different idea, a question about how those things could be. Now, Do we do it as a collective instantaneously all at the same second? No, not really. 
energetic movement is a more gradual thing. From our perspective, it's a gradual thing. From others' perspectives, it's pretty immediate. But because we are still functioning in a five senses way, where we are unaware of a lot of the energetic things that are happening around us, except for what we perceive on our five senses, things seem to happen really quickly because it's so limited. It's a really condensed space is a way of thinking it. You can you can align it to analogies of, of volume and, and gases in particular spaces. And, you know, as things condense, right, they move around a lot a lot more quickly in the smaller space, right? And if you were to expand from that point, it would seem like the molecules are perhaps moving slower. It's taking them longer to move from one side of your balloon or whatever to the other. But in actuality, the speed is the same. What has changed is the context in which those things are moving. So slight digression. We can talk more about that later. But in essence, we gradually shift. And so what this manifests as, from our perspective, is that we don't as a collective all look up one day at the same point in time and go, no shit, there's something floating up in the sky there that breaks the laws of gravity. No, we don't do that. We will one day, but it'll be gradual. Instead, what happens is we allow for exceptions. And those exceptions have experiences and those experiences build beliefs that are then sort of uploaded to the game fabric, you could say, for other people to then gradually experience as well. So from an energetic perspective, those of us who are having experiences which are not yet shared by the rest of the collective, we are still part of the collective. We're still functioning in the game in a harmonious way with those around us. But we have been allowed exceptions in the collective. So when someone goes off and says, I was driving out in the middle of nowhere and I saw a spaceship, that could have manifested in any number of ways. But the collective has beliefs already about living on a planet, living under the restrictions of gravity, not meeting any other living beings who are of an intelligent design, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do you see all the layers of beliefs? Layers, layers, layers. And so when the exception comes through, it takes the form of something that sort of loosens the idea of gravity, sort of loosens the idea of our isolation and our loneliness, sort of loosens the idea of time and what time is required to travel certain distances. And so that manifestation is, ta-da, a UFO sighting. Because that's what makes sense to our collective belief system about this point in time and what we are and where we are as a civilization and blah, blah, blah. Now, if we all were bubbles in the air and we believed something totally different about rainbow colors and we'd never seen a rainbow color, okay, then the manifestation might have been we all look up in the sky and holy shit, it's a rainbow color. 
right? It's an expansion. It's a manifestation of an expansion. Now, is what that person saw real? We're back to the question, right? Is that person crazy? From a five senses perspective, you could say kind of whatever you want. (laughs) Sure, you could say they're crazy because there are belief systems in the matrix that can support you in that. Because our definition of crazy is they perceived something that I don't perceive, right? I am seeing day-to-day life with my five senses. I am fully immersed in my corner of the game. And they tell me that they're seeing something and I don't see it. Yes, correct. They saw something that you did not see. You are absolutely right. But are there other ways that you could perceive that experience? Yes. Are there other vantage points from which you could view their experience on that slightly different frequency? Yes. The chorus would say, Well, they just were on a slightly different frequency. They manifested something from that standpoint that is a little bit different than what most players of the game have manifested up to this point in your time. They see the energetic basis for the two experiences that you have, you in not witnessing that thing, and then that person in witnessing that thing. And they do not form a judgment about whether or not that is right or true or accurate or sane. They simply say, it's two different frequencies. End of story. Big whoop. So you may have heard in their session today that they did a little bit of what we just did. They give us sort of the five senses mind-based definition for a thing. And then they contrast it with their perspective, their energetic perspective of that thing. So they start by saying, okay, you have beliefs in limitation. You name that in a thought mind-based way. And you say, I'm limited in these ways. I can't run as fast as I wish I could. I can't go as long without food as I want. I'm limited. And they say, yes, that's a mind-based way of naming limitation. That is a manifestation. That is a belief of limitation. But they're saying, we see the energetic basis for that limitation. We have a more expanded perspective. And so where you would name the physical manifestations to illustrate your limitation I point to this thing that I experience on the five senses, and I point to this thing that I experience on the five senses, and these are limitation. They would say yes, but expand out, pan out, and that's our vantage point for limitation, where we say you chose to vibrate, you chose to narrow your consciousness onto a very specific frequency. And that frequency rebuffs or disallows the perception of new and abundant energy. And because you chose to vibrate there, it manifested as a body that needs sleep, a body that can only run so fast. 
they did it again when they talked about our understanding of our minds. We say from a five senses standpoint, I have an experience of a thing that thinks. It judges. I'm, I'm actually aware of some of these judgments now, which is, which is a demonstration of expansion, where it tells you, pick up this thing, and it moves your muscles unconsciously, and it does all this stuff, right? And you, we, think it sits in the mushy substrate that's in our head. <laughs> we think that's the limitation of it, right? That's it. That's mine. It's right there. We can point to it. It sits in our skull. It has these lobes. It fires these neurons. That's it. This is what it is. That's mind. And we still have some questions. We're not totally sure how it all works. There keeps doing stuff that we can't quite explain. And so we say, ta-da, five senses definition, mind. And they say, yes, that is mind. And also, if you pan out a little further, the energetic basis, the energetic definition of mind is essentially the giant, massive complex of beliefs and belief systems that you manifested by way of resonating with that frequency of disallowance. And that entire construct of beliefs, which are energetic, is the engine of what you call your mind. And then it manifested as the squishy substrate, the chunks of muscle that sit in your head in your humanoid form. And it, and it manifested in a belief about how that functions and what it does and how it's evolved in our species over time. All these things, right? But essentially... Because your consciousness is vibrating with the frequency of disallowance, you are experiencing a belief system that you manifested, and that belief system is what you call mind. And then they said, it's simply the energetic reflection of the chosen frequency that you resonate with. And as you expand to other frequencies, your experience of mind will also change because if we choose to expand beyond these frequencies, the manifestations will also change. They'll expand. And that belief system complex, that giant architecture that drives our experience here in the game will sort of step off of, will sort of manifest differently. It'll manifest in a more expanded, in a, in a different way. And so if all of those beliefs change, if that entire architecture evolves and expands, then quite naturally, our experience of mind that we call that thinking engine will also change. And so they said, you are in your perspective in the game. And so your perspective starts from the point of limitation in the game itself. That's where your vantage point currently sits. And so you look at this experience that we're having and you say, oh, I get it. I am expanding beyond the limitations of mind. And they say, yes, that's true. 
But also, quite frankly, you're just an infinite being, which can do an infinite number of things, including choosing to narrow your consciousness to the frequency that you did, manifesting all sorts of belief systems, and living an existence purely driven by those belief systems and calling that existence mind. And so are there limitations that you sense about your mind and your thinking? Yes, because you are slightly expanded off the frequency of the game, looking back at the game and saying, no shit, my mind couldn't do everything. There's other stuff out here that I now know is possible. And over there in the game, my mind in that game piece, essentially my experience of that game, my experience of those belief systems isn't everything. And it's not. And that's why they say, you are expanding into allowance. Because allowance means that you are, we are allowing ourselves to perceive more than what is in the game. And in that allowance, you come to a more expanded perspective, right? If you allow yourself to witness, to perceive, to receive, however you want to say it, if you allow yourself to take in more than what has traditionally been limited within the game, that's an expanded perspective. That is an expansion to more frequencies than the frequency of the game itself. And they call that love. Because in allowing, you are loving. The frequency of allowing is what we call love. And we will talk about that so much more because it's really powerful and really important. Our perception of allowance, our perception of letting in more, loosening our hold on the game, being more relaxed and at ease in our beliefs, that feeling is what we call love. And so they say, you're expanding into an allowance, which is expanding in your capacity to love. And that's where they are. And so there is part of us that sees people on a slightly different frequency than we are and views it from the game perspective and says, those people are crazy. (laughs) They are not on my frequency. Basically, that's what you're saying. Anytime you look out into the world and you see someone who has such a belief system that is so different than yours or had an experience that is so different than anything you have ever experienced, and you say, that person crazy, what you're really saying is 
that person ain't on my frequency. And that's true. And that's it. So for those of us who have had experiences that are different than what the collective has experienced, I want you to know you are not crazy. There is nothing that you could experience ever in your whole existence that is quote-unquote not real. By virtue of you experiencing it, it is real. Now, does anyone else in the collective share your experience? Maybe not. Maybe not yet. But it doesn't mean you're crazy. It just means you're on a slightly different frequency. And you're not alone. We created the perception of alone and separate as part of this experience of the game. It is counter to the entire direction of the universe, which is all about connection and expansion and beings and more and more discovery and more and more connections. And so I think sometimes that's the hardest part about having an experience where you feel like it's not like anything else anybody else has had. It's not necessarily that the experience is so bad. It's that you're alone in your perception of it. And that is by design. Because the rest of the collective can't snap over to a different frequency and still maintain the integrity of the game. It's gradual. And I would suggest that all things happen here by choice and by attraction. And so by volunteering, you could say, to be one of the exceptions in the collective, to have an experience that not everybody else has, you have chosen to give yourself an extraordinary opportunity, unlike anything in the galaxies. Because if what we created here in the game is so unique, is so unprecedented, you can imagine that for you to be able to have a unique experience from within the collective is exceptional. So no, you're not crazy. Yes, you're on a different frequency. Yes, the collective, (laughs) the collective rejection of your experience, if that's what you want to call it, is potentially what you are receiving, perceiving, because the time's not yet there, but it will be. Just keep going. Keep having your experiences. Keep trusting the frequencies that you are on because you are there. Trust yourself. Trust your existence. Trust your uniqueness. Trust the opportunity that you have given yourself. Trust that I believe you. I completely believe you. If you experienced it, if you believe you experienced it, you did. And that's real. 
nobody can argue with your own existence. (laughs) Well, they can because it's the game and we argue with a great many things that are kind of just fundamental. (laughs) Okay, so someone could argue with it, but, but energetically, it's there and it's real. And I would say that if you've had an experience at any point in your life, any of those unknown things, I think you're extraordinary. And remember that when you have those experiences that seem a little off what the collective is on, that that is an experience of your expansion. That by virtue of you having had that experience, you were and are on slightly expanded frequencies. Your consciousness is there. So you can make what you want out of that experience in whatever way you want it. You can decide that it was loving, even if nobody else does. You can decide that it was uplifting. You can decide that it was expansive. Or you can decide that you didn't like it (laughs) and you don't want to do it anymore. You can decide that you're not quite ready to think about that. You can decide that you need to learn more before you make up your mind about it. It's up to you. It's your experience. It's your experience of testing out new and different frequencies and making of it what you want. And I am so excited to see what you choose. much for listening. We hope you found these messages to be helpful. May they accelerate you on your path wherever you'd like it to go. For more information, check out our website at katieandthechorus.com. There you will find show quotes, episode transcripts, details on our book, The Book of Human Awakening, as well as our newsletter sign up. Visit katieandthechorus.com. Thanks again. See you next time.